Welcome to Capital Cast, a production of Capital News Illinois. I'm Jennifer Fuller. Late in 2023, Illinois Attorney General Kwame Raoul joined other attorneys general in filing an antitrust lawsuit against the National Collegiate Athletics Association. The suit challenges the NCAA's transfer eligibility rules, which require Division I athletes to sit out for a year after transferring unless they're granted a waiver. Raul and others say that's an illegal restraint on the athlete's ability to market their labor and control their education. Dan Mahoney, who in addition to being president of the Southern Illinois University system, also holds multiple degrees in sports management and has years of experience in intercollegiate athletics. I talked with him about his perspective and what he hopes this lawsuit might address. Some of it has to do with how the rules have changed. So traditionally, um, back just a few years ago, um, student athletes in only five sports could not transfer and be eligible immediately. It was men's and women's basketball, football, baseball, and ice hockey. Any other sport they could transfer once and be eligible immediately. Um, they changed that just a couple years ago. So basically anybody in any sport can transfer once. The issue becomes if you transfer a second time. Um, and that's been the rule for a while as well, is that if you transfer a second time, then you had to sit out a season. And it, it was actually multiple. I think it was like seven different attorney generals together filed suit, including Illinois, basically saying it violates the antitrust laws. It's unfair. It's basically anti-competitive. Um, the NCAA's argument has been that this is in the student athlete's best interest because if you transfer multiple times, it will hurt you academically. The response was, you know, kind of every student athlete is different and, and we can't say that it necessarily is going to harm them academically. And therefore, again, they saw it as anti-competitive. You're in a unique position there then as the president of a university system. You have academic affairs as one of the key priorities, but you also have a sports uh, marketing and a sports management background, which argument holds water here? Which one is is correct? My issue has always been that the NCAA actually has rules about satisfactory progress to a degree. So in order to be eligible, you have to meet those requirements. And so whether you're transferring once, two, three, four times, you still have to meet those requirements. And to me, that kind of deals with the academic side. So making a decision that this person can be eligible, and there is a waiver process. So you can go through that process, but then it's left to the NSA to decide, well, you are you are, and I'm not. Um, and that's, I think, where schools have had issues is that it, it's hard to determine what consistently has been decided, and it hasn't, I don't think, been pure. I don't believe it's been based on academics. And so I think from that perspective, the other rules kind of take care of that. The limiting transfers at this point just doesn't seem to uh, be worthwhile. How does this impact universities, um, I suppose, on an academic level or on an operations level? Because you're talking about a a percentage of the student population, not the entire population, but there is an impact. Yeah, well, and, but we get a lot of transfers. I mean, and I think that's the one thing that's often misunderstood. If you look at SIU just as an example, if you look at our incoming group of new students every year, about 40% is transfers. And that's not an unusual number at all. In fact, that's, I think, pretty close to the national averages at this point. So we deal with transfers a lot. Um, and I think that, again, what we've seen with college athletes is somehow treating them a little bit differently as far as their academic or their athletic eligibility and when they can play and not play. 
And again, I think that's probably best left to, again, focusing on it from an academic standpoint. If they're meeting the academic standards, if they're doing well academically and making progress towards a degree, saying that them sitting out for a season will help them in some ways is, is a harder argument for me to see how you can justify that. Um, so I think, again, I, I think we now I will say we need to do a better job in universities. This is a whole different issue with making it easier to transfer and making that process better. And we've talked about that at SIU of things we can do. And we've worked on that Swookie Step Ahead program uh, that Chancellor Lane has been leading as a great example of making that as seamless as possible. So we need to do a better job, I think, of making transfers easy. But that would include all of our students, not just our athletes. That gets to kind of an evolution in higher education and particularly in athletics. We've seen this change with the name image likeness rules changing, allowing those athletes to have a little more ownership of the way that their own image or or likeness is used. Is this another step in the evolution, making sure that these transfer rules for athletes match what their uh, what their fellow students are able to do when they move? Yeah, I think to some extent, that's always going to be a little bit of a difference. Like I said, the NSA does have rules that uh, look at satisfactory progress in a way that we would not hold another student accountable for making satisfactory. Well, I mean, ultimately, they have to do that to get a degree, but we wouldn't look at them and say, well, you can't do this club or this organization simply because you're kind of behind and it's going to take you five or six years to graduate. The NCA's rules are a little different. And, I, and again, I don't have an issue with those rules. I think that that makes sense. Uh, but we're in a definitely different age, I think, both from a transfer perspective. And I know a lot of people don't like the transfer portal and don't like the number of transfers. And a lot of people maybe don't like the NIL or the way that student athletes are now compensated. But it is the reality of what we're dealing with now. And I don't see us moving backwards, frankly, on, on either one of those issues. Assuming that a student is keeping their grades at an adequate level, making progress towards degree, do these transfers, even if they're multiple in a career, really impact their understanding of their major, their expertise in order to get that completion to the degree? Again, it's not unusual. I actually had, I think, a student who was at five different universities before he finished with me at a previous university. So we've we've seen this with other students. Um, you know, I think it's making sure that you're working with an academic advisor and putting together a curriculum that makes sense for what you want to do, but it's not necessary that it all has to necessarily come from one institution or even two institutions. It's certainly possible to get a very good education at multiple places. And I know students who who have done that where they've gone to more than more than two schools um, before earning a degree and and it and it worked well for them. They they've done quite well. So let me ask the question that I always get to, or I get when I start talking about things that have to do with the NCAA, that it all comes down to money. This is all a money issue. Is there money involved? Do schools lose money? Do schools lose opportunity or gain opportunity based on this these changes in the transfer rules? You know, I think the restriction in the past, if we go backwards when it was the, you know, those five sports that I mentioned where you had to sit out a year. And, and again, the argument then was it was academic based. And I always said that was a hard argument to make because you've only picked the five money sports, the five sports that generate the most revenue, and you're restricting movement in those and not restricting movement in all of those other sports. Um, and to me, that was always a hard one to justify, but no one really challenged them legally the way the attorney generals have uh, in this particular case. Uh, so... I, I think it, it traditionally has been. I think it's the NCAA has sometimes been slow to change um, in some of the things that 
you know, they've got to get hit with a lot of changes, NIL and, and transfer changes have been a lot, I think, for them to manage and trying to figure out how to keep it fair and equitable has been a bit of a challenge for them. And I think this is just one of those those examples. But I will say what it's worth, a lot of times, you know, people said, well, you know, if student athletes are transferring all the time, if they're getting money for name, image and likeness, this will kill interest in college sports. We have not seen that. Um, attendance, television ratings are as good as they ever been. And in fact, it has, I think, in some ways, particularly name, image, and likeness, brought attention to other sports and other athletes. So and I think of Olivia Dunn at LSU as a gymnast. People are following college women's gymnastics in a way that never happened before. And so I think that there's been actually some benefits to interesting in college sports as opposed to people not watching them. We've come a long way since people have been on a Wheaties box, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, there's a lot of options for them now, for sure, which, again, it's something that's been very different um, in recent years and just the ways that they can monetize their name, image, image and likeness. And so it's given them a lot more opportunity. Sure. Is there an aspect of this that I'm not getting to that you think people need to understand? No, I'm not, I don't think so. I think we've talked about the kind of key issues and kind of how we got to this place. And like I say, I think it's been mostly a concern. And I will say probably the one thing that has been interesting to watch and at least have heard kind of anecdotally is sometimes these athletes are transferring a second time it isn't simply because they've decided to do it it's they've kind of been pushed by the institution they're at uh Deion Sanders of Colorado famously told the guys you know you need to find another home and to then say well you've got to sit out a year once you transfer in those situations his was more visible but I know for sure that's happened in, in other cases that have not been as as public and so I think, again, it's almost punishing them for something they really didn't necessarily want to do or decide to do on their own, which I think is another reason why kind of pushing back on this made sense. Dan Mahoney is president of the SIU system. Thanks for joining us on this episode of Capital Cast. I'm Jennifer Fuller. Capital News Illinois is a nonprofit, nonpartisan news service covering Illinois government. Major funding is provided by the Illinois Press Foundation and the Robert R. McCormick Foundation. Additional support comes from the Illinois Broadcasters Foundation and the Southern Illinois Editorial Association.